Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. But more so now. Feel free to chime in whenever. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. G'day, guys. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today, we're going to go through the South Sydney Rabbitohs and their best 17 for season 2023. 2022, uh, they went pretty deep. Obviously, a prelim final, as the Bunnies tend to do. But I think as a whole, finishing seventh and whatnot wasn't their greatest season, obviously, after losing. Uh, your Wayne Bennett, your Adam Reynolds, these sort of guys, they had plenty of challenges to overcome. Personally, I think they did overcome most of them. But uh, I definitely think they can improve next year. Welcoming in my resident borough. <laughs> well, what would you call yourself, mate? I'm just a fan. Just, just a fan. Just a fan. Just a fan with a tattoo and a membership. With a tattoo, membership, <laughs> the whole fucking bizzo. Matty, welcome back, mate. What's doing? I, look, to echo what you said before, I was pretty stoked with the year. Like, you're right. South had a lot of things to overcome. Uh, the big one being Reynolds. Wow. What, what, pick what the big one was, whether it's Reynolds or, or Wayne Bennett. Um, Jason Demetrio certainly stepped up. Um, Ilya stepped up as well, so... It's annoying that Penrith keep knocking us out. It's having threes in a row. Um, but it is what it is. We came seventh, but made the prelim. So I was pretty happy with the year. In fact, I was very happy with the year. I would argue too, mate, that you had to fill the boots of Wayne Bennett. You did that pretty well. Yeah, I agree. Had to fill the boots of Adam Reynolds. You did that pretty well. Yep. I would say your biggest challenge was filling the boots of Dane Gagai. Yeah, yeah, and, and that really showed at the start of the year, didn't it? Mm. And it, it, it kind of still did. Like we, you know, Tass came in, Graham's on the right. Um, the winger kind of rotated all throughout, but Tass was kind of in and out as well. So, yeah, there was a lot of teething issues in our back line this year for sure. I think plenty of positives to come out of this year. Obviously, uh, Ilias, the season he had as a debutant halfback was sensational. Uh, mm. The thing that I loved about Ilias was that 
he literally improved a little bit every single week. Yeah, he did. He really did. He just he, he just kept gaining, and he, he didn't have any... Uh, he had a few very good games, but he never had that game where you're like, oh, fuck, this is why he's a young superstar. Because he... I don't think Yulis is ever going to be a superstar. I just think he's going to be a traditional halfback. Yeah. And when you've got the sort of team that you've got, I think that's exactly what you need, realistically. So I was very impressed with him. I was also very impressed with Elias, as much as he improved every week. Whenever he had his bad games, he always bounced back from them. Yeah. Sometimes you see young halfbacks, they have poor games, and sometimes that can put them in a rut for months, weeks, seasons. It wasn't the same with Elias. It was like every at the start of each game, he just went, yep, fuck it. Back to the drawing board. Here I go again. Um, I'll admit, when he got hooked against St. George... I thought, fuck, he's going to spend a few... Like, his confidence is going to be shot. He's going to yep. spend a few weeks out. Maybe it was a good thing we had to buy the next week, but, geez, he, he bounced back from that better than I ever would have imagined, and full credit to him. And I think people need to also keep in mind that Ilias, when he got hooked for that Dragons game, Matty, you'd know better than me, it was only about a week or two earlier that they brought Cody Nicarima into the club from memory. Yeah, that's right. So there was also the pressure of, okay, now we've got another guy that can also play halfback. For the first few weeks, it was Ilias or no one, essentially. They had Blake Taft there as well. But bringing an experienced guy like Cody Nicarima, and when they signed Nicarima, I'd been told by multiple people that Nicarima was brought in because the coach wasn't convinced if Ilias was going to be the guy. And I think Ilias, the way that he responded to, one, the hooking, to the arrival of Nicarima, it was, it was like watching a guy in his fifth and sixth year of first grade, not his 15th and 16th game. Yeah, like you, you, you sometimes forget this was his rookie year in mm. such a vital position. And as you said before, he got better and better each week. His defense was fucking fantastic at the end of the year. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm re- I, I think everyone is pretty stoked with how, how Ilias went this year because he had a mountain of pressure on his shoulders Get uh, having to replace uh, Adam Reynolds. So good on him. Yeah, and he replaced him incredibly well. Uh, you know, have to call it as it is, though. We do know that with young halfbacks, the second year of first grade, Matty, it can be the biggest challenge of all at times. Yeah, second year syndrome. Second year syndrome. Uh, we have to talk about it, as we said. Uh, it has claimed so many great halfbacks over the years. Uh, the number one comes, the one that comes to mind for me is obviously t- Timmy Smith from the Parramatta Eels had that first year where he was fucking unbelievable uh, and just never quite kicked on after that. As I said, the thing that fills me with confidence with Ilias is that he isn't a highlights guy. Yeah, I, I was thinking the exact same thing then. Like People say, oh, second-year syndrome for a, a player that has all these tries. If their numbers are down the next year, then like, ah, oh, you know, second-year syndrome. But you don't look at Ilias' numbers. You're just looking at what he does every every set, every play, every every week, et cetera. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think we'll see that from Ilias. And I also think that for the average fan that probably doesn't look at it as close as we do, it is good that he had a good season without having unbelievable numbers. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't think his numbers will ever get heaps better than what they were this year. I also don't think they'll get heaps worse, though. I think he'll just be a middle-of-the-line sort of halfback, which is what you need, especially in a side like yours where you've got a gun hooker, a gun fullback, a gun 5'8", um, gun outside backs. So I just, I, I think he's the perfect sort of guy. So hopefully he can keep it up, uh, keep doing what he's doing, mate. I thought the other, one of the other big positives for you out of season twenty twenty two was, I've looked at your South Sydney side the last few years and I've sort of gone, the starting front rowers are good, but the guys underneath that they worry me a little bit. Um, I think Tom Burgess, he had the best season of his career, and whenever Tom Burgess got injured, I sort of thought, oh fuck, South Sydney are going to struggle. Totola. Harm Sele, these two were unbelievable last year. And I think that 
the confidence they're going to take out of this season and then also bringing on uh, young Davey Mowali into that group as well. I really like the look of the South Sydney pack at the moment. Yeah, I was I was pretty devo when um, Mark Nichols signed with Dolphins because he was he's he's had a really good couple of years uh, for South. But you're right, that forward pack front row rotation now is looking so good. It's crazy how Tommy Burgess and George Burgess are twins, but their careers are kind of different. Like George, who just retired, um, was one of the best players in the NRL in 2014. He Scored a bunch of tries. He did that grand final try, and and Tom was kind of like the, the sideshow compared to George back then. Mm-hmm. George has retired now, and and now Tom's probably our best front row. I mean, him or Totola. Um, yeah, that that I was again when he got suspended, or well, when he was out because he got suspended and something. He got he he had two stints out at the back end of the year. Um, that's right, he got suspended and then he got injured yep. whilst he was suspended and then he might have missed a finals game or something, I don't know. Is this Tom? Yeah, Tom. He had a groin injury for fucking ages. Yeah. He was, he was missing and that, no one really spoke about it no, while it was, he was out or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it was annoying. It was annoying that no one would communicate that. But um, yeah, I, I, I got very, very, very worried when he he wasn't playing but the other boys stepped up and... Totola, he he's like he had a like a good start to his career, kind of well didn't lull, but like this year he he has been so good, and he won the Rabbitohs Player of the Year mm. at the awards, and that wasn't a, a random thing. I actually remember walking to there, and he was my pick to yep. to to win it, and he did. So uh, he was just so good this year, and he's only getting better. And I think credit to those guys because I'm looking at your squad now. I've got a team in front of me that I think is how they'll line up for 23. I'm not even considering Jairo as a middle at all. No. Nah, and that's chance. credit to those guys because I'll tell you what, when you first signed Jairo, I thought he, I, I didn't think you had the team to be able to play him on an edge. Yeah, I thought he was going to be in the middle as well. Yeah, 100%. So credit to those middles. They've done tremendously well. One more I want to mention, mate, uh, that came from the Canberra Raiders last year, Havili. I think he proved to be... A very valuable signing. You've obviously got Mamazellas coming through, who will be the next nine after Damian Cook. But to have a guy like Havili who can sub in and play nine, uh, and I thought some of his games through the middle this year, there, there, there was gen, like there was games where he genuinely came on the field and he turned the tide through the middle with just his momentum gathering runs. I thought he was great for you as well. He was so good, and it cannot be understated how big a loss he was in the prelim because he he didn't play that prelim, and yeah, he was. It was it was such a big loss because as you said he did such good work for us this year it was a it was a very nice surprise always knew he was a good player but very very nice surprise at how well he did this year and he's a certainty to be in my seventeen this year uh, next year. Now I know I keep saying one more guy I want to mention this will be the last guy before we get into the team but I genuinely think this guy might be the most improved player in the competition over the last two years Colin Tungy. Oh. He has gone from. A young guy coming into the NRL, maybe trying to get a spot, getting a few games here and there to one of the first picked every week. And one of the first picked every week because you know what you're going to get every single fucking week. Uh, he's obviously got an incredible skill set, a great offload, a great running game. But mate, the moment that changed it for me this year with Colin Tungy was that game against the Newcastle Knights where Clemmer went after him and he did not take a backward mm. step at any fucking point. Um I, I've been so impressed with him. I thought that despite Tonga, for, in my opinion, being very disappointing this World Cup, I thought he was their best player by far and away. I'm pretty sure he made the World Cup yep, team. Yeah, made the World Cup team of the tournament. And, yep. thoroughly and rightly deserved. so. Yeah, I, I totally agree. He was, he was their best player. 
Yeah, he's been. He's. I can't believe how much he's improved. I I watched him play for mascot when he was younger. Um, I didn't expect him to be this good this early. I, I don't know what, what you thought when you first saw him, Matty, but I thought it'd take him a lot longer. Even to like, get to the stage he's at. Even because he's been good for a couple of years, but even this year, how much he's improved? Like you said, that Knights game was a turning point. But I mean, I wouldn't call it a slow start to the year. But if you compare the front of the year to the back end of the year, it is so different. He. He was so much better at the back end of the year and, and was one of the Rabbitohs' best players. And fuck, he's got some he, he's got some skill, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got some skill. And the thing that stood out for me, and you'll be able to talk more about it, I thought at the start of the season, he got caught out in defense on a number of occasions. Yeah. There was the game against the Roosters, was it? Where you could just tell the Chooks came into that with a game yeah. plan to try and catch him out. They got him a few times. The back end of the season, it just simply wasn't happening to yeah. him. 100%. He was, yeah. Like, as we said, he, he was good, like, last year as well, like, in 2021 and um, when he was coming up. But, oh, the back end of this year. And, look, I I hadn't really sat back and thought what the turning point was, but, yeah, maybe it was that Knights game because that was in the middle of the year. South had half their team out, I think more than half their team out, and a few people had to step up, and he was one of them. And, yeah, went head-to-head -head with Clemmer, which I certainly would never do, so... Yeah, Clemmer in that moment too. Oh God, scary! Looked like a serial killer out scary, on the field. That scary, was terrifying. Um, all right, should we get into your best seventeen for next year, mate? Let's do it. All right, now a lot of this side sort of picks itself. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, Latrell Mitchell he will be at fullback. Um, Latrell coming off a great World Cup, coming off a great season. Uh, Maddie, you you'll be able to talk to it about it in more detail than me. But I think people forget just how disrupted his season was in twenty twenty two. Not just his season. I think the whole Rabbitoh season was mm. was disrupted, and I think that's a reason we kind of snuck into the eight. Uh, didn't lock down a final spot till we beat the Cowboys in the second last game of the year, which is pretty crazy considering. Rabbitohs made the prelim and, you know, was so good in that final series. But, yeah, the Latrell getting injured uh, was obviously heaps disrupted because he missed three months of footy, kind of, like, had to shift our team around a little bit. We had other players get injured, come in and out. And South, at the – what game was it? It was the Dragons game in round 15 when they lost. Uh, had only won two games in a row – that was around 15, like a couple of times. They never put three wins together uh, for the year yet. It was, it was, a, it was a really up and down year. And at, the, and at that point, I was thinking, oh, God, this is, this is going to be not a tough year, but like not as good as the years we'd seen the last four making prelims. Um, coincidentally, Latrell comes back against the Eels. Can't, just can't lose. We beat the Eels, beat the Knights, beat the Dogs, beat Melbourne, which was just so good. Lost to Cronulla by one point, which Troll missed a couple of field goals, which he never, ever will do. Like, he probably won't do again. Mm. Definitely could have won that game, but that's footy. Beat the Warriors, beat the Eels. Lost to the Panthers 22-26, which was a close-ass close, close game. Beat the Cowboys. Then they had the Roosters game at Allianz, which we lost. And then beat the Roosters on Sinbin Sunday. Absolutely smashed the Sharks and then the prelim. So it was a tale of two years for... Not just Colin Tani, not just Latrell, but the whole Rabbitohs team. Just having a look through Latrell's season this year, mate. Obviously got injured uh, in round five. Uh, didn't return until round 16. But you look at the games that he lost this year. I think he lost a grand total of uh, five games. The first one was against Melbourne. They lost by one point. Lost to Penrith in round four. Lost by 14. That was his biggest loss the entire season against the eventual Premiers, who were going back-to-back. -back. And not only that, Mel that Melbourne game, which he lost... The reason we got close is because of that crazy yeah, field goal. He made you relevant. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, next game they lost was in round. Next game Latrell lost was in round twenty. Lost by one point to the Sharks, as you said. Yep. Could have won that game on many occasions. Uh, lost to Penrith by four points. Then lost to the Roosters on Simbin Sunday, but returned the week after and beat them at the same ground when it actually mattered. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, lost the prelim final by 20-odd points. But you have a look at the teams that he, he lost to throughout the entire year. It was only Melbourne, Penrith, Cronulla, and the Roosters. All all finals teams. All finals teams. All top four teams except for the Roosters, and he beat them the week after yep. when it mattered anyway. So And scored when it was 11 or 13. I will be bringing that up for the rest of my life. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look, Latrell, he will be at fullback. He will have a full preseason under his belt. Uh, he'll be ready to go, and I think he's got he's got a real point to prove this year, Latrell. I'm really, really excited to see um, how he goes. Obviously, we'll talk about it more with those guys, but... Mate, I have no doubt whatsoever that he would know in his mind that Damien Cook and Cody Walker aren't going to play forever. Yeah, I think as well. I think because in twenty, when he came in 2020, he did his hammy uh, in like well, one of the later rounds. Yeah, against finals, Parramatta. Yeah. Was suspended in 21. And then it was kind of like Latrell hasn't played a finals game for South. He's got that monkey off the back. He was so good in some of those finals games. Um, now I think he's, yeah. He's, he's ready for a big year, Latrell. Yeah, I, I think Latrell Mitchell is now in a position where he knows the only thing standing in front of him, you know, being in a grand final or winning a comp and playing origin is injury and suspension. Yeah. It's just up to him now. Yeah, 100%. He's good enough. Um, and I just, you get, oh, people hate him and whatever, but just him walking around the cameras, calling it Trolley Yard Stadium, he's... He's just... He, it's good game, for rugby league. The game needs him. Yep. And I read an article in the paper this morning. Fox Sports have just signed him. So he's going to be on TV a lot this year. So if you don't like Latrell, I have bad news for you. You're going to see him a lot. Yeah. It's so, going to be a tough gig. Yeah. I like that deal. Oh, I, I love it. Be good for Latrell. Oh, I think it's good for Latrell. I think it's good for Fox Sports because he's the game's, he's the game's biggest superstar right now. Like, he's just... It's crazy. It's just... I love it. I love Latrell so much. And I'm, I'm stoked for him. And I, and I hope he... I hope, I hope he doesn't change. I, I don't think he will. I don't, I don't think he will. I'd be shocked if he changes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very excited about Latrell. He will be at fullback. Uh, one wing, Alex Johnson, uh, obviously on a path to absolute fucking glory with what he's doing at the moment. Uh, he'll be on one wing. The other wing, interesting. you got Isaac Thompson and Tane Mill. Now, Tane obviously got himself in a bit of curry at the back end of last year, but... I believe a number of his games that he has to serve in the suspension will be for Fiji. He might miss round one or two. Yeah, look, I always get confused about this because I never know if trials count. Like, sometimes Charity Shield doesn't yeah. count. I, I, don't, I don't know when he's due to come back. But yeah. let's just pretend he's fit for round one. Um, it's out, it's, I, I would say it's out of him and Isaac Thompson, yeah. Personally, I would go with Isaac Thompson. I think that he's the other guy that I was going to mention off the top. I think he is such a tremendous find for you guys. Mm. I love Tane. He's a very talented player, and he he is similar to Isaac Thompson in in some ways, obviously a a big body and whatnot, but the consistency of Isaac Thompson, uh, he's the guy that I would pick every day of the week. Yeah, I think think he's got a great story as well. Uh, He was – I think he lost about 20 kilos or whatever it was. Um, He just got plucked out of nowhere. Um, so he's a bit of a late bloomer, Isaac Thompson, but I can't, I think he might've been injured at the back end of last year. He probably would have played to be honest, but it's something South haven't had for a while. Some really good options uh, on the wing and a bit of, and a bit of depth there. So 
yeah, it's it's really good. It, it is one thing that we spoke about during the year. It is crazy how successful South Sydney have been the last few years without having a Brian To'o or like a big winger that can yeah. go for big yards out of his own end. So I think Isaac Thompson, he's a tremendous choice, especially uh, when you have got a guy uh, like Latrell who doesn't run for a million metres yeah. at a fullback. If I anyone think- says, oh, Latrell didn't run 150 metres again, I'm just like, just stop talking because that's not that's not who he is. Yeah. That's He's, yeah. I'm so over that fucking conversation. Yeah, it's ridiculous, yeah. but it's not going to stop, unfortunately. Um, okay, so we've got Isaac Thompson, Tane Milne. One of those guys will get the right wing. I think it'll be Isaac Thompson. Yeah, I, to answer your question, I think Thompson will get it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it'll be a good little pick there too. Um, the centres, Campbell Graham, uh, the best centre at the club. Uh, he will be at right centre, left centre. Uh, they obviously fucked around with this position a lot. I hate to say it, but I wish they would have listened to us in January, Matty. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Tass, left centre. Do you think he will hold on to that spot? Zero doubt in this world. Yep. yep. Okay, sure. so... Re- really good find. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's been a good little get. And he's been in a big improver as well. Like, yeah. he got... um, I don't know if it was dropped or whatever at the start of the year uh, after playing a few games or he just went back to reserve grade for whatever reason. Um, But he was like... He was impressive in his first few games when he came back a lot better. So it was good to see him improve too. Yeah, for sure. So Tass on the left side, Campbell Graham on the right. Yep. The Harvest pick themselves, Cody Walker, who's a guy we have, probably haven't spoken about all that much throughout this podcast, but I think it's just because you know what you're going to get out of Cody every year now, don't you? Yeah, it's great. It's one of my favourite players. I, I hope him and Latrell can produce what we know they can together. Yeah. Um, Cody Walker, obviously, I read the other day, Matty, is he, is he going to be the assistant coach of the Indigenous All-Stars and the captain? Yeah, captain, assistant coach. So How good's that? a good little stepping stone into coaching for Cody Walker, which is yeah, good. Love that. Uh, Cody Walker at six, Lachlan Ilias at seven. We've already spoken about Ilias. No need to touch on him anymore, Matty. Want to say anything about the halves? Or? Um, they're the halves, yeah. for sure, yeah. Is what sure. it is? Yep. Uh, now, front row, I think your, your two starting front rowers picked themselves, Tom Burgess and Totola. Uh, would you go in any other direction? You, you might week to week change them around here and there, but I think they're your two best front rowers. Yeah, with Nichols there last year, it was always a uh, pick whoever, like put one of them on the bench. Like we had Tom, Tom played a few games off the bench last year, but yeah, now that Nichols has gone, these two are far and away the, the best two to start. And you couldn't ask for much more as far as starting, especially for starting front rowers that you're not paying a mozza for. Mm. They're probably the two best value front rowers in the comp, I reckon. Yeah, it's good. Good good to have. Uh, Damien Cook in the nine. Obviously getting older, Cook, he still has plenty to offer, still defensively. Fantastic. Probably slowed down a little bit um, with, with his running game, but I think he's also getting smarter in other areas. So, Cookie, great nine to have. Very experienced. Your back rowers, they pick themselves. Keon Kulamatungi, we spoke about him already. He's been fantastic. Jai Arrow, uh, another guy that I probably don't think has been spoken about enough the last two years, mate, but as much as he plays on an edge, I love when Jai just takes it upon himself to shift himself in a little bit. Yeah. And just create a bit of momentum or get an unders ball. I, I love everything about Arrow. Saw a lot of what he produced at the Titans this year for South. Uh, there was a game against the Doggies at the start of the year. It would have been the Good Friday game. He was just far and away the best player on the field. He, um, yeah, he's, he gets he gets through so much work. And he's just, he's got that dog in him, doesn't he? Yeah. Like he's just, he's one of those guys you want you want in your team. Yeah. Um, Looks like a lot of fun off the field as well, Jairo. I was just about to say, I reckon this is where Jairo plays a huge role for South Sydney. He's, you know, obviously had years with um, Adam Reynolds and whatnot, sort of being that guy off the field. But I think that Jairo has just stepped into that place where he'll take the piss out of you. Everyone will gang up on him all the time. <laughs> 
but he can just take it all the time. I just think he's a he's a great example of just a fantastic clubman that is so good to have in your team. Just think about your friendship group. You always need a guy like that who's yeah. the funnest bloke. You gang up on him, but he'll he'll spray anyone at any time. And it's it's just he's just he's just you need that in your friendship group, and it's just like footy. You need that in your team. I loved when I think I think it was on the South website or their Instagram, whatever. When they were to, the, they were talking to I think it was Cody Walker and Jairo about um, Saluka Fafita's fight yeah. the other night. They sort of said, "Oh, how's he going to go?" And Jairo just said, oh, "He's a cat. He's, he's trying to get away from me." Sort of thing. After they had that clash a few years ago, love it. And you can just tell all the other boys just pissing themselves every time Jairo does anything. So yeah. uh, I, I think he's been a great buy for South Sydney on and off the field. Um, you got anyone that you want to put in the thirteen jersey, mate? Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know who should skip up. Fuck, I love Cam Murray. <laughs> yeah, I think he's uh, he's quickly become one of the best players in rugby league. There is no doubt about it. Um, and it's scary to think it. How, how old is he? Twenty four, twenty five. He's twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. So the best is probably still to come for Cam Murray as well. Uh, I think he will be a future New South Wales Blues and Kangaroos captain eventually. For sure, so he's uh, twenty four, but he's twenty five in. Before the season starts, so we season starts. Year, yeah, crazy, incredible stuff. He he is, oh god, he's good. He's just, I'm so I wouldn't trade him for anyone in the comp. Adam, uh, Adam Reynolds, Cam Murray at 13. Like even you can have the Isaiah Yo debate, but Isaiah Yo is perfect for Penrith, but Cam Murray is perfect for Rabbitohs. I think it's fair to call Cam Murray, especially mate. The thing that I was so impressed with last year is the little bit of ball playing that he added. Yeah. I think that with Adam Reynolds leaving, as much as Ilya stepped in into those shoes and did incredibly well, I also think Cam Murray took on a lot of that. For sure. And I thought there was periods of games last year where Cam Murray would go off for 15 minutes and you guys would lose a lot of direction. Oh, I remember like being at games and Cam would go off and me and Scott would look at each other and be like, oh, fuck, here we go. Yeah, fuck, what's going to happen here? Yeah. Yeah, just balls hitting the deck, just, just, uh, just small things. That shouldn't matter, but they do. Mm. And when he he was off the field, I, I thought it was really evident. I, I think it's fair to call Cam Murray the most complete forward in rugby league. No doubt. I mean, look look what he's doing for Australia. He's not even playing lock. Not even playing his position, and he's probably being underutilized. Yeah, still making a huge difference. So that look at the highlight South Sharks in the finals. Like he just gave a good example of ball playing. Gave a great ball for uh, Jai Arrow. He's just you're right. He's so complete. He's an absolute freak, Murray. All right, let's get to the bench where it gets a little bit more interesting. doesn't quite pick itself. 14. Now, uh, with Damien Cook a little bit older and with the forward pack you've got, I think it's probably in your best interest to carry a utility to some extent. Uh, we've got a couple of options here. I mean, if Tane Milne's not on the side, you could potentially have him. Uh, Havili, Blake Taff, Mamazellas, um, Gunder Head, Matty, who's going to be the 14 round one. Do, do you run with a with, with a like proper uh, utility in the 14 to start with? Yeah, it's it's a good question, but uh, Gunder Head, I'm probably going Havili, just mm-hmm. of what he did this year, very versatile as well, and uh, he covered Cook a bit. Cook Cook played eighty most most of the year, but but when he didn't, Havili came on, did a really good job, especially at the start of the year as well. Uh, yeah, Havili was fantastic all year, but fuck, we've got a lot of options there. Um, I think they want to slowly progress Mamazelos into that nine jersey in the distant future. So maybe they will flirt with playing with with him a little bit. But I think if we want to win a game and win the comp next year, I would have Havili as my fourteen. I think that's the best way. Like, obviously, looking to the future, Mamazelos, that's fine. Um, but yeah, Havili, after what he did uh, 2022, he's my 14. 
Now, as far as other guys on the bench, Harm Sele, I think he's an absolute automatic. Yep, for sure. Uh, he'll be jersey 15. Then you've got 16 and 17. Now, you could go in a number of different directions here. You've got Liam Knight. He will return from injury. You've got Saluka Fafita. Uh, you've got Jacob Host, Davey Mawali. Uh, plenty of options here. I'm also going to throw in Tane Milne here because me and Matty were talking off camera before, and Tane obviously played in the wing last year. Did very well. A couple of brain explosions here and there. Has got an error in him, Tane. Uh, but when he played for, for Fiji mid-season last year, he actually played in the 13 jersey and did really well for them. And I think that if Tane would have been available for the World Cup, I think he would have played 13. I think he would have been pretty impressive there. And I think he could be a guy that could become another jersey 16, 17. Whether I'd have him in front of these guys, I don't know. Uh, but he's another one to consider, isn't he? No doubt. Especially as, as well if we get a injury in the back line. Uh, I mean, if you don't have Milne there, like no one else in that bench is really going to go and take that spot. So yeah, that's that's a very good point. Do do you think if do you think they could play Milne and Havili on the bench? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that you could play Havili at fourteen, Harm Saleh, then go one of Knight, Saluka Fafita, Host, Mowali, whoever you want, and then I actually think Tane would be a great jersey seventeen to have a guy that can sort of play back row but can cover a few other positions. Um, I, I, if you can just get Tane's head sorted and just keep him on the straight and narrow, yeah. the beauty of this is you only have to play him for 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that, that that could sort him out a little bit. I think that I think that this has to be the turning point for Tane, though. I think so. And he's, he's, he's having a long, long off-season and pre-season and a, and a miss World Cup yeah. to think about – Yes, he was in that round 26, 25, whatever last game was against the Roosters. He was so good, scored that freakish try and did, did a lot of good things to the this year. But at the back end of the year in the finals, a couple of head highs, getting sent off in the prelim. He'll be thinking about that every day and hopefully that will be, you're right, a turning point for him. I, and I have faith that it will be. Yeah, and I think people look at Tane and the way that he plays sometimes and sort of think that he, he he's a bit of a dick of a bloke or whatever. Uh, I worked with his girlfriend for about three or four years, and Tane had sometimes come out for, like, work drinks and whatnot. He's the complete fucking opposite. Yeah. He's such a genuine, nice guy, uh, but obviously just has those moments in him. But, I mean, at the same time, Matty, to be able to play first grade, you got to have a few screws loose. Oh, we can't all do it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, if it was that easy, we'd all be doing it. Uh, Tane, he's obviously had a few chances. He's taken a few punts as well throughout his career, going to different clubs and and, and doing different things. He's at a really good club now where he could legitimately win a premiership. He's just got to find a spot for himself. And I think that Jersey 17 could be a shout. I think I agree. I think you've, I think you've, you've turned me. Yeah. I, think, I think I like both having Havili and Tane on the bench and then... Harm Saleh and... See, that's, that's where it gets interesting. If... You, if like, there's just there's so many options. You got Liam Knight, who's coming back from ACL. He's always done a job. You got someone like Cheekham. I, I think if you got Havili and Tane, I'd probably put a mid. Like I wouldn't go Cheekham, but mm-hmm. if you didn't have Tane, then Cheekham could fit that seventeen. I'd probably go Tane. I don't know. Um, big one would probably be Davey Mowali. I think they're they they they've flew, he's played I think 10, 12, 15 games. Uh, not many minutes. They, they're really slowly progressing him into first grade because there's a lot of raps on David Mowali. He's still, he's still a young front rower. Like, obviously, we saw Payne Haas as an 18-year-old come in, but he's an absolute freak of nature. David Mowali's still so young. He, he's going to be a really good player there. So um, he'll be in that team 
at different points of the year. I don't know if he'll play every game. I don't know how many minutes he'll play, but they're slowly, slowly progressing him, and I'm really excited for him. So, yeah, I think we'll see a bit of David Mwali this year. Mwali's going to be my breakout bunny. I hope so. Year. Yeah, I... Similar to what I said with uh, Colin and Tungy, that I look back at that game against Newcastle and go, fuck, that was the moment he came of age. I just think that with Mawali, they're just progressing him so slowly and being so careful with him that I think, if not this season, maybe next season, there's going to be a game that we look back on and go, fuck, that was the one for David Mawali. That was the moment he came of age. And, and when, when he does, I think he's going to be in this side for a long time. And I think he's going to be the perfect, perfect little addition to Burgess, to Toller and Harmsellay. And that's totally the beauty of it. We, with with Harmsello on the bench and with those starting front rowers, that jersey 16, if you're playing Tane at, at jersey 17, for example, that guy only needs to play 15, 20 minutes, realistically. Yeah. It's not going it, to it's not gonna be a, a big stint. You've got Cam Murray that plays huge minutes, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, I like it. Um, Saluka Fafita, would it be fair to say that he probably – he was ahead of Davey Mowali throughout the vast majority of last year? When yeah, he was there? I mean, yeah, it was a mid-season signing. But, um, yeah, when he was there, he, he definitely was. And he's, he's definitely a big shout to play this year as well. I think we, we'll probably see them kind of switch with each, with each other throughout the yep. year. Um. I think we'll see, yeah, little, little bits and pieces of them both throughout the year. I don't know, obviously, they're down at preseason every day. It's it's hard, it's hard to get a look when we don't see both of them play that much and they're still very young. But, yeah, I think um, we'll see a bit of both of them this year. Regardless of how you do line up, you know, to think that, you know, three of Cheekam, Mawali, Host, Saluka Fafita, Knight are going to be in this side, your depth is unreal. And that could include Tane as well, who can cover yeah. any spot in your back line yeah, as well. Yeah, the depth... So. In the well, the whole team's depth yep. has been better than it has been in, in a while, and obviously you got the person we haven't mentioned really is, is Blake Taff as well. He can he can jump in on the bench and and do a job for us too. And then when, when there's an injury, he'll be there somewhere too. So a lot of depth in the Rabbitohs this year, which is super important. It's interesting how it has all sort of played out for Blake Taff. Wasn't that longer? He was a fullback in a, in a grand final. Yeah. Uh, now not in in the uh, starting seventeen, but a tremendous player who who he could he could bounce back and and dominate at any point. Oh, Blake it's Taff. not any fault of his own. He's yep. just it's just the circumstance. Um, yeah, he's 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 alive. Why he's a good player. So if he's in my seventeen, I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm pretty happy. Yeah, great guy to have in your squad. Uh, a couple of young guys to keep an eye on. We've got, is it uh, Kalo Kalo? Oh, that's how I read it. I don't know yeah. if that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, I'm not it, sure if that's okay how you pronounce it. So apologies if we have got that wrong. But he's a young guy that has uh, been talked about for quite, oh, not quite some time, probably 18 months or so now. I know that in the preseason last year, um, I was told that he, he was a genuine shot to potentially find a spot in that team. I probably thought he was a little bit raw and a little bit young at that point. Obviously a year older now, very, very talented guy. He's one to keep an eye on. Another name that I just want you to put down in your black book is Tyrone Munro. Uh, played SG Ball for the Bunnies last year. I think he's 17, turning 18 pretty soon. Uh, so he's another guy that I'm not sure if you'll see him this year in first grade. Uh, but he's the sort of guy that if you know they have a few injuries and he gets a shot when he is 18 or so, he's another one that I think is worth watching. I know there's a lot of people out there that hold him in very high regard around South Sydney. So Tyrone Munro, one to keep an eye on, but probably sitting behind Colo Colo as far as first grade debuts. Uh, mate, throw those two in the mix. Your depth, you must be very, very excited heading into 23. Yeah, for sure. And just looking looking at this squad, uh, apologies if I'm pronouncing this wrong, we've got a couple of couple of other young backs as well. Josiah uh, Carapani. Carapani. Very talented. 
Yep. He's another one that when he gets in, he could be a bit of a wild card. He's uh, very, very very versatile too. Yeah, and then you got Leon uh, T. Howe, I think it is. Look, I'm not going to lie. I haven't paid attention to to uh, them much at all. So I don't really know. Like, obviously, Guru, you're probably more knowledgeable about them than I am. But, um, yeah, good to have a couple of young guns in there too. Can you scroll down to the forwards? Is Benny Lovett still there? Yeah, okay. He's another one. He made his debut last year, I believe. Uh, he's another one that's uh, it's, it's got a bit of go in him. So South Sydney, um, sitting in a really, really good spot. Matty, taking bias out of it, I look at the comp from last year. I've got Penrith as a top four team. I've got Roosters as a top four team. I probably can't see Melbourne doing any worse. I'm going to assume they get better. Uh, you've got the Sharkies, you've got the Cowboys. Do South Sydney fit into a top four spot? Are they bottom four of the top eight? Where do you have them sitting? I look. I'm, I'll try and take bias out of it, but of course it's very hard. I did my ladder last week. Uh, not like not not position by position, but just where each team will will come around. And I've got South in top four. I think yes, they came seventh last year, but it was a highly disrupted year. It was Elias's first year. We had Colmatangi you know, improved greatly. We had even Arrow, Arrow stepped up. He's going to have a better year next year. Um, Cam Murray's killing it. Tom Burgess hopefully stays on the field. Hopefully Latrell stays on the field. Uh, Cody Walker and Cook just got to do what they do. I think South will, in the regular season, improve from seventh this year. And I've I've got them as a top four for sure. Just having a look through your draw, mate. Uh, Very tough. Yeah, here's the other thing. Yeah. And this is where I think we need to... Maybe rehash that conversation. Now, I'm not saying they can't make the top four, but I'll tell you what, if they make the top four with this draw, that is a tremendous fucking effort. Round one, you have to go to Shark Park to play Cronulla. Round two, you have to go to Penrith to play Penrith. And then round three, you get the Roosters at Allianz. Not not really home away. You're not really given much there. But you play three teams in the first three weeks that I think could potentially be top four teams. So your results there are going to be key in saying that. You had you're in a similar boat last year, definitely. And as far as win loss column goes, you didn't go that well. No. You played well, but at the end of the day, you didn't get as many W's as what I would have hoped. You still did well throughout the season, despite everything that went wrong. Um, even after that, though, mate. Fuck. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. You welcome Tom Travojevic and the Manly Seagulls to a core stadium the week after that. You then welcome Munster and the Melbourne Storm. Then you take on the Canterbury Bulldogs in round six, who, if I ever look at all the teams in the bottom eight that I don't want to play next year, Canterbury might be at the very top of it. Yep. Hopefully, a bit of a reprieve the week after. You take on the Dolphins, but then you're back into playing Penrith the week after. So the first eight weeks, the only game that I can sit here and say I am confident South Sydney win that game is the Dolphins. Every other game is going to be fucking tight. And brutal. Yep. Even the week after that, you go to Suncorp and then you play the Melbourne Storm up there at Suncorp Stadium for uh, Magic Round. So, South Sydney, they always find a way to win these close games is what they love. 
But there's no doubting, mate. It's a tough draw. Definitely a tough draw. Um, but so you say the first five rounds: Sharks away, Panthers away, Roosters away, Manly home, Stormer home. If we're three from five at the end of those five rounds, I'm I'm happy. I think it's it's also important to highlight, and I put this on my story maybe a month or so ago when the draw came out. I'm still not over it. Let me just scroll down. It's 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 it is because the um the the women's World Cup's on. Yep. But out of all the Sydney teams, out of all the Sydney teams, South are doing the most travel this year. So the South have been fucked by it the most. So round round nineteen, we play the doggies at at in Sydney. Yeah. And then we don't play in Sydney again until the last round of the year in round twenty seven. Now there is two buys in there, but we got Knights in Newcastle, we've got Dragons in Cairns, we've got Sharks in Perth, we've got Tigers in Tamworth, we've got Broncos in Sunshine Coast. So Yes, there's two very well-placed buys. Yes, you know, as far as quality of teams go, it's not as hard as the start of the year. But all that fucking travel at the end of the year is, isn't going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. I would say the one win you got out of this draw is that over the last 12 weeks you have three buys. Yeah, that now that is fantastic. Which is great to see. I still think it makes it very tough with your away games and whatnot. In saying that, I also think... You know, of the back end of the season, after your second bye, um, there are a number of games there that, despite them being away games, I do see you winning them. Broncos, yeah. Tigers, Dragons, Newcastle Knights. And then, I mean, the Roosters and the Sharks game, it's not like games you can't win. Yeah. They're just more 50-50 games. But I do think those buys are going to be really key. To have three buys in the last 10 or 12 weeks, that's going to be massive. Uh, to have a buy in round 26 is huge. Uh, obviously, you play the Roosters the week after, so there's going to be a lot that goes into that game. Um, can I ask you, mate, when you, as a Bunnies fan, you always play the Roosters in the last week. Yeah. It's tremendous as far as, you know, um, theatre and everything, but it's a game that you have to really get yourselves up for. Yeah. When, in the reality of it, as, as far as the competition goes, normally it doesn't mean all that much because you've got to get up more for the week after. Are you happy with where that Roosters game is usually scheduled because it is such a big rivalry and you love it so much? Or would you rather, when you think long-term, it maybe be a few weeks before or something? Nah, more for theatre or for narrative. Doesn't I I love this round 26. I wish it was round one every year. I wish that's yes. how we, we open the year. I should be round one, round 26. Oh, sorry, round 27 this year. Uh, I absolutely love it. Like. Last year was so sick, even though South lost and Roosters mm. were really good that night. The opening of Allianz was fantastic. Um, South and Roosters are, t- are a team, two teams that could make the top four. Yep. So there's a there's a high chance that they could be playing each other two weeks in a row, which will be the third time this decade, which is pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I love that it's round 26, and I know it's it's round three. I'm pretty sure, which is which is fine. But back in the day, it used to be South Roosters to open the year, and it was always. So much anxiety, but so great. And if you look back, I don't know the exact the exact stat, and um, it'll take me a bit to look it up, but we play for the Ron Coote Cup, and it's normally one all every year. Yeah. Like, South usually get up at the start, and then Roosters get up at the back, or vice versa. Um, yeah. It, it, it's pretty rare that one of them wins both games. It doesn't happen often. Yeah. Does that? Certainly in the last decade. Um, yeah. So, so for you as a South Sydney fan, it doesn't worry that you you essentially have to play five weeks of finals footy when other teams have to play four. Nah, I don't care. I I yeah. love it. I think okay. it's great. And also, you kind of, you know, as we said before, 
couple of buyers and playing some of the lower teams. And, you know, this time next or like in eight months' time, it, they might not be a lower team. Look at the Cowboys. But yeah. I think it's important to have that tough game just before the final starts. And I think there's no better one than the Roosters because, like, there's, it's a big build-up, but there's really no pressure. There is pressure, but there's no pressure. So I think it's a good little warm-up for the finals. I think it was perfect last year. I think it, I think it was perfect in 2014 when South had that run as well. Um, and both of those times, we played the Roosters two weeks in a row. Both mm. of those times, the Roosters won the first week, South won the second week. Uh, and then in 20... Sorry, it's happened three times now. So I think it happened in 2018 or something as well. South won the last game, and then Roosters won the next week. Yeah, so it's right. happened three times since 2014, wow. which is crazy. Yeah, it will be interesting at the back end of this season. Obviously, we're having more buys for the first time in a long time, and we're obviously having buys not just around Origin. Uh, South Sydney, they've got the buy round 26, and Parramatta's got the buy round 27. So uh, despite the rest of your draw being an absolute shit fight, as yeah. we said, a massive, massive advantage to have a buy just before finals. Yeah. And for Parramatta, that's going to be huge as well. 100%. Sorry, I realise I've just fucked it up. I, I knew where I was getting confused. In 2014, it was looking like South was going to play the Roosters in round 26 in the finals week one, but then something happened. So, yeah, it was 2018. The Roosters won the finals game, that one, and then last year, South won, so it's one all. But still, it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Pretty insane. Mm. All right, mate, anything else you want to throw in on the South Sydney Raiders before we call it a day? Nah, keen. Keen for the year. Keen, we're getting another tattoo at the end of the season or what? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I'll ever get another tattoo, to be honest. I mean, not for... Not for Rabbitohs, anyway. I no? Think so. I, I, I don't know how I can really add to it. It's just a bunny. It's perfect. Maybe if we win a combo, get the year on. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Man, who knows? All right. Look forward to talking about South Sydney very, very soon, even if we're not meant to. <laughs> it's always good having Matty. All right, guys, thanks for joining us once again. We've got the off-season dropping on Sunday night, 6 p.m., so stay tuned for that. Another cracking episode coming your way. We'll see you there. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.